Oh, so you like listening to podcasts, huh? Well, so do a lot of people. As a matter of fact, millions of listeners are tuning into podcasts every week, and your next customer could be one of them. Did you know that podcast advertising is one of the most effective ways to advertise your product or service? And it's really easy to get started. Just go to podbean.com slash brands. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands to start boosting your business with podcast advertising today. Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady Way, one of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six and seven figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm going to talk about with you today. Welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady Way. And there's been a lot of things on my mind as, you know, my busy season is actually getting ready to start. You know, I've been talking to a lot of people about, hey, I just planted my farm and now I'm sitting back ready to reap the reward. You know, I have 53 days uh, to make 60% of my income, which a lot of people that listen to this show know that. And it is like hyper-focus, here we go. So I've done all the plan and preparation to see what happens and uh, to see if I hit my financial goals and my commitments that I gave to the carriers. So as you, you know, it's it's amazing to me how quickly this, the year has flown by and here we are in the thick of it. With a lot of the people out there, I want to talk about, you know, plan and preparation for a minute because as you plan and you prepare, you know, I've always been told and under the, men, the, men, the methodology of, you know, it's easier to stay ahead than to work from behind. It's easier to stay ahead of the game. You know, if you're running a marathon and you have a, you know, a, a six minute mile and all of a sudden you're saying, hey, well, I'm going to run a five minute mile average. It's probably not going to happen. You're not going to win that race. So as you prepare and, you know, Ron Kellogg, a great mentor of mine, I've mentioned him many times, is he always said, you know, you always got to prepare to win. And it's the preparation that gets you across that finish line. And as, you know, unfortunately, you know, with that, I have a work, you know, I prepared and then I coach youth football and youth lacrosse. And, you know, I, this year I was devastated or decimated with injuries. Uh, my, my first string quarterback went out with a traumatic injury where he broke his T1 and two T vertebrae, and then he had a major concussion then we make it to the playoff game and my second string quarterback goes out the second quarter and we just couldn't recover. And, you know, I'm coaching these 10 year old boys, trying to teach them how to be better young men. And, you know, as much as I like to talk about accountability, as much as I like to talk about, do you love the game or do you like the game and trying to get them motivated and getting them structured in a way that they can be better young men and better, you know, I talk about being a better father, a better husband, a better spouse, a better human being, a better coworker. And for me, it's, I, I love to compete. I love to compete in life. I love to compete at work. I love to compete in the game. And it never gets old. As I continue to compete and teach people to compete, I mean, if you have a, a day job and you're working a job, you're competing always. Even though at my level where I'm at, I'm competing against people that have the same contract level as me. I compete against that each and every day, and I compete to recruit agents. I compete to offer more, to bring more value, bring more to the table to help people be better, stronger, right? But as you're decimated with you know injuries and things out of your control, as I have a word of the week, and the word of the week was adversity, 
we faced a ton of adversity. And then to top it all off, my boy ends up tearing his ligament in his ankle near the growth plate and he's in a boot. So even if we would have won that game, I would have been decimated with another injury. And the score didn't necessarily reflect the outcome of the game. I mean, we held them 0-0 to the half. And then there was the, the first series of the third quarter, we held them. Then right after that, we gave the ball up. I can't remember if it was a fumble or it was a, it was a kickoff return. No, it was a fumble. We fumbled the ball. They went and punched it in. So it was 6 nothing. Then on the next possession, they do an onside kick. And they get the ball, go punch it in, and then we were down twelve nothing in the in the third quarter. So as we were, as I was talking to my team, trying to build them up, get them to go play, knowing that we had the odds. St- I knew that the odds were stacked against us, but I had to try to keep them upbeat to continue to compete. And you know, they just did. They were decimated. Their friend was hurt, and they didn't come out and compete at the level they're capable of. And that's why it brings me to my point. In life, do you like what you do or do you love what you do? In life, if you, I like what I do, but I also love it. But the, if you're doing something that you like to do, but you don't love it, what happens over time is you lose, you don't like it as much. And then you start losing motivation and desire and passion and inspiration, all of those things. But if you love what you do, you're going to get rid of all the excuses. You're going to do whatever it takes. You're going to follow somebody. If you love somebody, you're going to fall into the depths of hell and back to chase them, right? If you love something like you love someone, you're going to do whatever it takes. And not only that, but you can like it and you can love it at the same time. But I think as you like it, you got to continue to love it. Because when you lose the love of the game, you lose the love of competing, you lose the love of whatever you do, that's when things start going backwards. Because you're either going uphill or downhill. There's no middle ground. There's no coasting. So if you're not progressing and moving forward and have that desire that you like it and love it, then you're up a creek. Now, the other thing is with that is holding people accountable or yourself accountable. You know, it's interesting to me is I get asked for advice all the time. And people love giving advice. They love giving me their opinion. They love giving me the way I should do my business. But as soon as I give them advice in return, I become the bad guy. I'm the bad guy because I held them accountable to something they committed they wanted to do. I held them accountable saying that you wanted this job. You wanted to do so many calls. You wanted to do so many approaches. You wanted to make so many sales. And when I hold them accountable, that's on me because I become the big a-hole because I held them accountable. I think before anybody passes judgment. They should look at themselves and be like, what should I, what, what could I have done? What should I have done? What do I need to do? And you know what? I remember talking to a guy in my office and he was steaming mad um, when he locked my, we walked out of my office. But I tell you what, he respects me to this day because it gave him a chip on his shoulder. And he's like, Ty, that's what I needed to hear. And the conversation went something like this. This was probably, the guy was thinking about getting in a career, changing his current career. He wanted to learn about residual income. He wanted to learn what I did. And he had been dabbling in it for about six months. And he never made the commitment to jump in all the way. And so I'm sitting in my office and he's like, well, what else can I do? And I basically said this, there's nothing else I can tell you to do. You have to make the decision to go to work. And then he just came back and he said something like this, like, you don't know me. You have no idea what I'm capable of. And I said, you're right. I don't know you, but 
It's the action that you need. I, there's nothing I can say or do or prepare you to go out and go do the work. You got to do the action. And so what did he do? He, he was, walked out of my office and he makes fun of me all the time about what I said and did. But at the end of the day, it motivated him to go and do bigger and greater things. And it was that actual item so that he could compete. Now he's a top producer. He kills it all the time, but he looks back and he's like, but that was what I needed to hear because I was comfortable. I was comfortable. I ran another business. That business was successful. I turned it over to somebody. I didn't need to be there day to day, but I wanted to build for my retirement. And that's what he ended up doing and chasing that passion. And now he loves it. And because of he loves it, now he's teaching people to, to do the same thing. You know, you hear all the time, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's true. And I love teaching people how to be self-reliant, how to hold themselves accountable. If you're not, if you are not succeeding at where you're at, the first person you should look at is yourself. There is no outside force or magic pill or magic this, if it's weight loss, if it's exercise, if it's a job, and there's nothing out there that's going to, someone's going to sweep in and say, hey, here you go. Here's, here's your job. Everything's taken care of for you. You have to want it. Because at some point, if you don't make that decision, it's just going to be status quo. And you're probably going to be unhappy. In fact, you know what? You're going to be unhappy, I would think. If you're not doing something you love, you're going to be unhappy. And it's going to affect your relationship at home. It's going to affect your relationship at work. It's going to affect your relationship with your partner. You have to be happy. No one else is going to create the happiness for you. That's on you. And the first person you should look at is yourself. So as I look at the things that I've been talking about today is competing, competing at the next level, a high level, having that desire, having that love for what you do. Find it in you. And if you don't have that yet, find it. It's there for you. There's so much opportunity out there. And the difference between me and anyone else is I just did the hard work. It was the actionable item that I did. I went out and showed people, hey, I'm going to grow an agency. I'm going to build a restaurant. I'm going to build a house. I'm going to this. I'm going to that. That was on me. And now that I've done that, I know that it's possible. And I want other people to do this, do the same. So ask yourself this question in closing. Do you like what you do or do you love what you do? And always share, like, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Type Radio Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. And let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks. You can find the Ty Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel. Are you the proprietor of a business selling shaving kits, meal packs, audiobooks, or anything else of the sort? Have you failed to tap the market of people who love hearing their favorite comedians talk about their boring lives? What's wrong with you? 57% of U.S. consumers listen to podcasts every month. That's a lot of ears that could be hearing about your brand. Go to podbean.com slash brands to learn how it do. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands, and you could be the one talking instead of me.